Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Uh, welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And we're going to do something kind of a little special tonight. Um, yeah, it's been a, an interesting day. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go get a haircut tonight. And I thought, gosh, you know, I think I want to spend just a couple of minutes chatting with people. It's been a, a lot of stuff going on in the world and lots of things happening, but we're not going to talk about all that or anything. Um, just looking for who's out there. And I want to, there's a new process. I can show you a video. I want to show you something that's uh, I, I, over my years in the news business and just living here, uh, met a lot of super interesting people. I know we're on a little early because I have a haircut at five o'clock. <laughs> So haircut rules over everything. Um, gosh, what I should have done is put this on Instagram. That's where we get some really crazy stuff too. But I'm going to show you a video in a minute of somebody who really changed my world. Um, gosh, I don't even know how many years ago. You're in the middle of your radio show. What the heck, Brian? Hey, Dana. So, um, so. A long, long time ago, when I lived in this town, but I still do, was um, I remember going to a restaurant and seeing a man at the restaurant, and his name was um, Jimmy Reynolds. And Jimmy Reynolds um, had elephantiasis. <clears throat> and so he is, uh, yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, his face was very deformed, and it was really hard to, to <clears throat> to, to sit there and see his face because it was very shocking. And um, so I remember finding him and he worked at Goodwill. And so I said, you know, I'm going to go do a story on this guy. <clears throat> so I'm driving over to Goodwill and I kind of said a little prayer in my head going, okay, God, don't let me look at him and see the, the scarring and the, the, the elephantiasis. Let me look at him and see the man. And, um, so I walked in and here's Jimmy and all I could see was the crystal blue eyes, um, like clear Lake. And we had this long conversation and I asked him a question and Jimmy's answer to my question, like changed everything. But a few years ago, well, quite a few years ago now, I did a video on Jimmy. I went back and found him because he's had such a profound impact on my life. And so I'm going to show you that video on the side um, while I, um, well, Benjamin, how are you? I'm doing great. Okay, so let me put this on here with you. Uh, this is a story about Jimmy Reynolds. Now tonight we want to leave with this. Over the years, I think I've interviewed thousands and thousands of people, and a lot of them have touched me in very personal ways. But none as much as this man you're about to meet. He changed the way I think about so many things. We went back and we found Jimmy Reynolds. Take a look. A few years ago, while interviewing a man named Jimmy Reynolds, my view of life, God, and other people was changed by one thought. Jimmy has elephantiasis. I asked him, what do you see when you look in the mirror? Jimmy said something that rocked my world. I was made in God's image. So therefore, I was like God. 
Yes, Jimmy said he was created in the image of God. Therefore, God must look like him. I was floored. What if Jimmy is right? What if God doesn't look like all the paintings or the Hollywood stars or even George Burns, for goodness sake? What if God looks more like Jimmy Reynolds? You have to admit, that changes everything. Imagine that. It really does make you wonder. I love that guy. So <clears throat> what if God is not beautiful? What if he isn't like all the pictures that they painted? You know, in Isaiah, it says that Jesus was not something to look at. He wasn't an attractive man. And yet all the pictures we have of him are super attractive. Um, <clears throat> what if what if ugly is beautiful and beautiful is overstated? I never looked at that whole thing the same way after Jimmy, because in Jimmy's eyes um, is God. That's there's a kind, gentle man. And can you imagine living your life um, with people only seeing the exterior and never taking the time to look at the interior? And I think all of us kind of feel that way right now, maybe. I don't know. I think there's a lot said and people um, you know, like to judge and they look at us on whether we're wearing a mask or not wearing a mask or whether we're doing this or not doing that. Wouldn't it be nice to just look like, to be Jimmy and just take your life the way it is? And, um, you know, and he has a rough life. He has a really rough life. But he's a happy man. I have a ton of people like that out there. And I think, I think that sometimes the world looks at people with different abilities and it judges them. Um, rather than thinking, what if that's not a, there's nobody's a mistake. You know, there are no mistakes. There are things that happen, um, but nobody's a mistake. So if we could treat people um, the way that we want, I don't even think it's the way we want to be treated. I think some of us don't really want to be treated all that well, if the truth were known, but maybe it's looking at people and saying, um, yeah, I'm not posting these up here. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna get to one. Um, ugly comes from the inside. Misty, right there. We all just want to be truly seen. Does that what you feel like? I mean, do you feel like you want to be truly seen? I think it's hard. I think all of us, um, all of us, kind of get put in boxes and stuff, you know, and it's, it's easy to look at other people's lives and say they all have it all together. And what I really love about what I get to do right now um, is that <laughs> I get to just be me. And that means if I cry, um, I write things that people make fun of. Um, I have people that hate me doesn't change who I am <laughs> you know what I mean and see when you when you fill your life with imperfect people um, then you that's the perfect way to live 
you know, when you have people that don't always measure up to the standards of the world. <laughs> my children came to me one time and my wife and me and said, do you guys have any normal friends? And we both looked at each other and I said, God, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, um, that's Cheryl, you bring up a really good point. Um, one of the things we you know we we, we, uh, we there's so many groups of people we don't make fun of and that's good we're, we're learning but people still do make fun of people who are heavy or overweight and that has to stop too because um, that's not all controllable and I think we as a culture um, look at people who are overweight and say well you could change that <clears throat> my mom struggled with her weight her whole life she probably when she died she was probably 350 320 350 pounds her knees were shot <clears throat> and people would look at her and, and um, I remember when I was a little kid, they'd say, Ricky, your mom's fat. And if I could have said, fuck you, then I would have, but I couldn't say that. Um, she wasn't fat. She was my mom, um, you know, and, and she, uh, if, if people started asking questions, so, you know, <clears throat> why is, why is Betty heavy? <clears throat> They would have found that her father was killed when she was 11 years old in a hunting accident. And she never got over it. So she ate away the pain. And we all have ways that we cover pain. So if, if we asked a few more questions before we judged people, um, we'd probably be a lot better off. Um, thanks, Guy. I appreciate it so that I wouldn't make a super judgment of my brothers and sisters. Well, I want to read some of yours. Facebook has created a world where we only see what people want us to see, knowing the reality of someone takes a personal effort to truly know them. Huh. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that. Um, huh. Yeah, Kristen, you got me today. I don't know why. That. That's probably the most profound thing I've seen in a long time. Yep. Penny, great idea. Jeremiah 29, 11. I have plans for you, plans of peace and hope and prosperity and not of your undoing. But a lot of us undo the great plans that God has for us. Um, and we don't mean to. We just don't know any other way. You do you, I'll do me. <laughs> Imperfect people make the best friends. Perfect people, well, the ones that think they are perfect, at least perfect assholes. People can be so cruel. Um, for those of you in our podcast audience, I'm reading comments from our Facebook friends out here. Um, she was truly beautiful inside and out. Love, Betty. Oh, Kate, you know my mom? Oh, let me tell you, sad. <laughs> Tara, yeah, I can tell you a sad mom story. Um, I'll tell you, uh, I'll finish off with this. Um, so here's like, a, okay, because my mom was awesome. She was really awesome. And um, she was like that, you know, the person in your life that um, she, you know, she wasn't like somebody you could go to and confide in a lot of things. She wasn't like a, she wouldn't talk things out. My mom was a, you know, kind of stuffer, but, but she got me, you know, I was her only son and she understood me. 
And I think most moms are kind of like that with their boys, you know, and I was the only boy out of four kids. So my mom just got me. Um, Now I'm going to tell you two. I'm going to tell you another story. So when I was a little kid, um, I had all these rabbits and my mom would let me any animal I wanted. She'd let me have anything. I mean, honestly, anything. And I had, I mean, I had 50 rabbits, guinea pigs, gerbils, rats, mice, hamsters, um, a possum, um, goats, uh, just, I mean, just tons of animals because I loved animals. And so my mom was just, as long as you took care of them. And if I didn't take care of them, she'd get rid of them. So I took care of them. Well, one summer, all my rabbits were dying of a disease. We didn't know what it was, but they're dying. I'm a 10-year-old kid. I've never dealt with death before. And I remember walking into my mom and I had this stiff baby rabbit in my hand and I'm crying and going, mom, the rabbits are all dying. And she says, I know. And she says, you're going to have to bury them. And I'm like, so what do I, how do I do that? And she goes, here's a shovel and you go down in the backyard and you bury all the rabbits that are dying. And I remember my mom standing on the deck and she was looking out uh, down over the backyard and she was standing up there and I remember she was just crying. And I'm like, huh, that's really weird. Years later, when I was in counseling, um, that picture came back to me in a counseling session. And I felt like um, that was that my mom was representing God. And I remember my mom saying to me, honey, you have to bury the bunnies. I can't. And when I was in counseling and all these issues are coming up, I felt like God was standing on the on, on the in my yard looking at me and saying rick you have to bury your own bunnies i can't do it for you and he had tears running down his face because sometimes we have to do that so fast forward to 2010 i just found out i had cancer and i told my mom on the phone and we went through that and everything was you know fine but I hadn't seen her. And I remember I went to Portland and uh, for an appointment. um, And I, I thought, Oh my God, I, 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 I gotta go see my mom. I called my mom and said, mom, I'm going to come over to your retirement center and see you. And she goes, okay. And then I'm driving over there and all of a sudden I just start weeping. I mean, I'm just crying because I realized I hadn't seen my mom since I had cancer and I needed my mom. So I walked in the door, and I just started sobbing. And my mom goes, Rick, what's going on? I said, Mom, I, I just need you. I have cancer. I'm scared, you know, and I need my mom. So we sat there and talked for, oh, God, like two hours. We laughed. We talked about all this stuff going on and what was happening and all that. And my mom used to smile at me and give me this little look in her face when she'd leave, you know, when I'd leave a room or something. She'd say, you know, do this little thing. So I remember being there and... Um, And I was walking out and I said, well, mom, you know, I'll be back up here because I'm going to go get my treatment and I'll come by and see it and stuff. And she says, "Okay." And she goes, you know, you're going to be fine. I said, yeah, I I know. She goes, no, you will. I said, "Okay." And I I gave her a kiss. I walked out the door. And I had this thought. So I stepped back. And I looked in the door and my mom looked at me and she went, goodbye, Rick. I walked out the door 
got in my car, drove home, and a week later, my mom died. She fell asleep watching a Blazer game. She loved watching the Blazers. And she just died the way she lived her life, in peace. But I got to spend two hours of her last week with her, just me and her. And that wave, I will never forget. So, Jimmy Reynolds, thank you for showing me um, God, honestly, thank you for showing me who I really am. You know, you make, you, you make me compassionate. You make me kind. You make me gentle. You think if we studied people around us more and spent more time looking at their heart and their exterior, looking what doesn't come out of their mouth rather than what does come out of their mouth. And sometimes you just have to be still and know that he is God. Is Jimmy a mistake? No. He was perfectly created for such a time as this. And so are we. So maybe it's going to be okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All right, um, that was awesome. Do you like, don't you love being, <laughs> I just like, I really like being who I am. <laughs> and it's like, I got teased when I was a little kid for crying all the time and now I cry all the time and I don't care. Because it's kind of when you accept who you are and I love being able to feel something. You know what I love the most? is having a mom that I love so much that I can still cry for her. And I can still say I miss her. You know? Because moms, they get you. You know what I mean? Yeah, my mom got me. And so when everybody else does it, my wife gets me too. But she knows that mom was like that. You know, that whole thing. So I also kind of have, don't you kind of like silence like that, you know, when you're talking and then you just kind of take pauses. All right, you guys have a great evening um if you want to share this with other people by all means go for it um 
we don't have a sponsor tonight because, but you know what? I have all my sponsors are so great. If I sat here and I mean, I got the Boy Scouts. I got Buck Sanitary Service. I have Coburg Road Car Wash. Any lab test now, Eugene. New Leaf Hyperbarics. Chris Dental Family Dentistry. Blue Valley Bistro. Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning. Aesthetics Northwest. Emporium. Um, we have new ones. The Hydro Bar. They're coming on. I already had Priority Northwest. Oregon Concealed and Parker Heights Realty. Um, 17 people. So we get to do this. So this shows for all of them. <laughs> all right. Have a good night. And uh, Jimmy Reynolds, I hope you're still out there living your life and doing your thing. And mom, I will see you on the other side.